How's it going, guys? I'm Jake. And I'm Zeke. And welcome to the Cinema Sideshow Podcast, episode 22. It's upside down. Whoa, in the upside down. Oh, we should have done this with Stranger Things. Ah, it's too late. We should have done this upside down. Hey, Jack Ah. Beck. (laughs) Hey, guys. So, Jack Beck, coming back for another week on Cinema Sideshow. What is this, your third or fourth time? This is fifth. Wow. (laughs) I was on Captain Marvel. You on Captain Marvel? Us. Us and Endgame. Oh, my apologies. This is your fourth time. Oh. That's funny how you both say us differently. When he said us, us. like you say us. 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 You didn't... Oh, fuck, you've broken me. <laughs> I've broken you. You say like us. Us. You guys like the movie Us? <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, how's it going? I'm tired. Another week, another week on the Cinema Side Show? Another week done. I'm highly medicated right now. I'm really? kind of sickish. You crook. Yeah. Hopefully no one notices, unless I've just told everyone. I haven't even noticed, to be honest. Okay, good. Hour, so. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jack? How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. N- nothing special. Another week. You did have your 21st birthday in the last week. Yeah, I don't really remember it, so that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it We did, I think we briefly talked about we, we, last oh, I think week. we talked about going out, but his oh. birthday's after mine, technically. Yeah, you both... So since the last episode... Jack is turned I know you did the last episode on your birthday, you freak. <laughs> I know, I got, it, I got it on my birthday, man. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> Uploaded on your birthday as well. That was a quick turnover. Yeah, congratulations, Zeke, on a quick turnaround. Congrats. Thank you. Get that was, that was a very full-on... Uh, what was that, an hour after recording it? That oh, because what, yeah, what happened is we finished recording and then I had to get home really quickly and every possible like road bump occurred where we couldn't yeah. export it properly and the computer froze and then you didn't have your hard drive so you had to send it to Google Drive and the Google Drive wouldn't play the audio and we got really freaked out. It was a whole thing. Yeah, but really we got there and we're on for another week and this one is a day ahead of normal like Monday night yeah. recording oh, we, so we, we, plenty of time. 50-50 sometimes. Yeah, I'll say. But let's get to talk about some movies, guys because this is a yeah. movie podcast no. show. What? No yeah. way. Well, Jack, I was going to ask you if you got any movies for your birthday, like any DVDs or anything I like didn't. that. I normally do, but okay. literally I go on a JB Hi-Fi now and I own as many movies as JB Hi-Fi, so it's like impossible <laughs> to buy a movie for me because I'm like, I own everything. That's fair. So uh, I got, I ended up buying movies with money I got for my birthday. Okay, well tell me, what did you get then? I bought... What did I buy, Zig? I bought Vice. You bought Vice? Oh, that's right. You told me you got it. Uh, I bought Logan. I bought Logan for you. (laughs) (laughs) You bought it for him? Yeah. Yeah, He owes me me a drink. Oh, fair enough. And uh, I bought X-Men First Class because it's the only one I hadn't owned yet. Uh, Speaking of X-Men... I wanted to be reminded of when X-Men was good. (laughs) (laughs) Make X-Men great again. As opposed to the last couple of weeks? As opposed to the movie I watched last week. Uh, Yeah. Not good. You braved it. Everyone else? I don't think that... F- I watched X-Men Dark Phoenix, by the way. X-Men Dark Penis is what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a first for It us. honestly was not as bad as I thought based on the reviews, but it's not a good movie. It's, like, still a bad movie. And, like, I don't think Fox understands X-Men. Like, I think every single time they've gotten X-Men right has been completely by accident. Because <laughs> you can't... How do you go from having the best comic book films and then they, they've literally made... The worst comic book film and the best comic book film. They made Logan and X Men Origins, and they're in the same fucking trilogy. Pretty crazy, right? How do you like? They, I don't think they know what they're doing, and they fluke it every once in a while. The only time it goes well is when an auteur director comes in and has an actual thing to say. Yeah. And then they're like, oh wow! Turns out when the person actually cares, the movie's actually good. Well, that's what I was gonna <laughs> ask you. Is like, obviously, Logan. You have James Mangold doing it, and then you have someone else doing it would have been the, all the other X-Men this movies. This guy's first movie directing, and you can tell. The, the blocking, the acting, just the way people literally stand in one spot doing nothing, waiting for the script to catch up to them. <laughs> it's just so... Like, there's so many times where there'll be a, like a, a world-ending nuke heading towards them, and the characters will just stare at it because the script hasn't said anything yet. Like, <laughs> so, bad. Or, or like, like, they just don't do anything. Like, the, the scene where Jean gets turned into Super Jean, mm-hmm. she's like... He, that guy, that Nightcrawler guy, can just teleport her away. He's just staring at her, going, "Oh no!" I'm like, "What the fuck? Fucking teleport her out of there! What are you doing? <laughs> you wanted to fucking die." I just think X Men is at its best when it's personal story. Like the first couple, X Men one and two, are about rights and gays, rights and racism. <laughs> I mean, there's a scene. There's a scene where Iceman comes out as a mutant to its elegantly put Jack. So it's very, it's it's an allegory. Wait, is it? Yeah, he comes out as a mutant. And the third one is just a big CGI fest, and it was trash. Then they did First Class, which was, again, about sort of, like, 
you know, this went back to its roots of being about fucking it's a good know, movie. Nazis and fucking the little guy. Kevin Bacon's great. Kevin Bacon should do more. And then right. what? They had <laughs> what? What was after that? I don't ask. Oh, me. it was uh, Days, Days of Future Past, which was good because it dealt with like drug addicts and like it was just it, there was no no one's favorite moment in an X Men film should be the big CGI fight, you know. Mm. It never really is for anyone. It's always like, oh, I love that part where this character and this character said this, like you know. Right. And, and all the shit X Men movies are like, but what if like this big blue guy came and like said it was like the end of the world and then like everything like went CGI and shit and everyone's like, no, we don't want like Apocalypse is just CGI garbage ending the world. Doesn't it? Doesn't it hurt when you watch um, Origins and you that see, so but you see some of the talent <laughs> that that's movie. wasted in that movie, like Will I Am. I was gonna say more like <laughs> Leave Leave Shriver is probably you, you've seen it. That's like the only X Men film I've seen. I don't even remember that. Will I Am was in it. Will I Am's a guy who, like teleports. You know what? I I don't. Dark remember. Phoenix. They knew this was their last X Men <laughs> film. So <laughs> what do you do? You pull out all stops. You have a moment like in Infinity War where. Uh, fucking red skull shows up right like yeah. fan, i was expecting a fan moment where a, a favorite mutant shows up doesn't happen if it's your last movie bring back leave shriver as Sabretooth and have him yeah. on magneto's side and have him like have little dreads you know who they have as ex, as fucking magneto's team in this movie you know how he always has like a little yeah people? his team in this movie is taking keep in mind his goal in this movie is to go kill gene gray mm. chick who can read minds Great fucking attack right there. Fucking defense. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense. Guy with guy with dreadlocks whose power is he whips his hair back and forth like fucking Willow Smith <laughs> and, and knocks you out with your, his dreadlocks. And this is his team? And he's like, I'm going to kill Jean Grey. Fuck off. Like... <laughs> So not not a compelling team Jesus. for that Literally one. Literally the shittest team. But then the X-Men was shit as well. Who's everyone's favorite X-Men in the new movies? Mr. I haven't seen X-Men, Jake Diagrella. Uh, it's Quicksilver. Because he's got the only power that's cool. Well, that's because okay. he has the funnest sequences. You know what? Yeah, but you know what happens in this the first five minutes of this movie? <laughs> His leg fucking breaks and he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sit this one out, guys. And he's, he's not in the movie. It, it was so jarring. Oh, no. And then ten minutes after that, Jennifer Lawrence is like, I fucking hate these movies. See ya. And she impales herself on a wooden spike. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> kills herself because she hates these movies so much and who am I left with? That's what happens when we let Jack go I'm too left, long. I'm left with Ready Player One. No, no spoiler alert there. Just I'm left with Ready Player One. Does he shit, care? Shit Cyclops actor. <laughs> All the cast is shit. I'm left with him, Jean Grey. I've always hated Jean Grey. Who else am I left with? Fucking Beast. Sucks. <laughs> Professor X is in a fucking wheelchair and that's my Antonio that's been in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. But this movie is literally just Cyclops and Professor X <laughs> like legendly scoot into the shot and he goes don't do it gene and there's a moment where cyclops says fuck but you can tell the actor never says fuck in real life and he's, he's meant to be like a badass line where he's like i'll fucking kill you if you touch it but he's like i'll fucking kill you and it's just like <laughs> this movie is so bad and yeah like, no one has charisma no one's compelling here's, here's the thing i didn't realize it was meant to be like the last one until like after it came out like oh. they didn't make a big deal about that oh yeah all. i know they should have been like the final chapter yeah Watch this shit just be well, shit. Probably the EPs watched it and were like, fuck, we just gotta tuck this under the rug. And it, it, well, I mean, it's felt, obviously like going to Disney now. That's the whole like reason. Like, but fucking just get it out. It's embarrassing. Just fucking release it. And the parent, they had, it does have the coolest fight scene in any X Men movie. But who gives a fuck about fight scenes in X Men? It's uh, on a, at the end fight. It's just like brutal yeah. and like badass. And, and that's where they give some fanfare where they're like, okay, here's Nightcrawler doing that thing with knives that he did in X Men 2. Right. Here's Magneto doing this thing with this. And they give you a little bit of fanfare. Mm-hmm. But it's just this movie, apparently, they had, they, we know they did three reshoots on this film because they had to keep changing it. They kept pushing them, but they didn't release give them, back. They eh? didn't give them any budget for the reshoots. So, yeah. like, the original ending is in space, this big space battle. Mm-hmm. And the reshoots are like, yeah, we can only afford a train, mate. And it's like, okay, well, guess what's on the train now? Well, I've, I've heard several things like, first off, it got pushed back a lot. I think it was meant to come out in February. But no, it was meant to come out in November originally. Okay, year. yeah. So even more so, times. Yeah. And then I heard that um, Spielberg actually asked them to push it back um, for, 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 no, oh, no, for you? a leader. Oh, good choice. Um, yeah, so I heard that apparently that was a thing. Yeah. And, uh, and th- there's a fight scene in New York where it's like meant to be like the big fight in New York. Yeah. And it's like hella high budget until they decide to just walk in the building next door so they can have like no budget. They're like, maybe we just step inside this building right here and the fight can just take place on a set of stairs. <laughs> oh, and there's one scene where Professor X is in his chair and Jean Grey is like turned kind of evil and she's like, show me how much you care. 
walk to me. <laughs> what? And he's just like, what the fuck, Jane? That's so mean. And then she like mind controls him to be like, bleh, 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 like weird fucking weekend at Bernie's walk towards her. This is the movie favorite. is so bad. <laughs> That's bad. That's so That's bad. tough, man. Oh, well, goodness. at least at least it's gone over to Disney now. At least I can forget about it. Maybe do it right and just even like just <laughs> let Disney do the comics justice. Mm. I don't want to see Dreadlock Man fighting fucking mind control girl. I want to like. I want to see, just like in the comics, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Best Buds, do Cyclops right for once. They haven't done him right yet. Why did you yet. point at me when you said that? Uh, you look like the kind of guy that would hate Cyclops if you actually watched these movies. <laughs> do you really want me to watch all of these? There's I'm like 14 sit- I'm of them. I'm sitting down with you and we're watching every They're not... <sighs> it sounds like there's very number, few good ones. Number one... It sounds like I've seen the only good I one, think which is Logan. I think there's 12. Okay. And four of them are good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Why would you pull me through that then? Because the bad ones are so bad, they're in- amazing. Okay. X-Men Origins, we'll do this. We'll do X-Men this, Origins Wolverine is the greatest comedy ever made. Like, honestly. <laughs> it's so fucking it's, Honestly, and it's it, a good it sets up. Honestly, the first five minutes of X-Men Origins is really good. It, and that's, a good that's a good corridor digital fucking fan film, though. Well, like, like the... Just watch them go through time being badass. Yeah. I do was, remember that from the movie. It was a really good, like... They shot it in fucking Geelong. Like, half the movie is just shot oh, like, really? in Hugh, like in Hugh Jackman's backyard. They're just like, oh, fuck. Want to make a Wolverine movie? It's like, can we shoot it in my backyard, mate? And they're like, yeah, four fuck did. it, who cares? Oh, and the Wolverine did. did that too. Yeah. Uh, Even though that one was meant to be in fucking Tokyo, right? Yeah. That, yeah uh, shoot it in fucking Pemberton, mate. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, uh, <laughs> like the opening five minutes of X-Men's Origins is really good. And you're just like, oh man, this movie's going to be great. And then, and, then, and then they do the thing that every X-Men movie does where they have shit mutants. That guy whose superpower is he can reload guns cool. Yeah. Him. Like, oh, that guy <laughs> in X-Men Last Stand who can protrude like two inch spikes out of his skin i'm so confused you right have now. to get you have to <laughs> hug take, someone they take, they take ryan reynolds and they literally shut his mouth they sew his mouth shut. oh you still talk about wolverine no i was talking about last stand for a second okay i was the, gonna the say the mutants in last stand are like yeah i have to be within like two inches of you to do any damage to you and also the damage is just gonna be minor like i pick, love a, I love a good fucking villain actually you know what's good the x-men origins wolverine the video game oh that was that real was actually good. really that's good. where all their fucking talent went <laughs> <laughs> i just i just want to see you can't do 13 movies with Magneto as the bad guy. Because eventually Probably you're can. like... When you get to Dark Phoenix... How many of like, them is he actually the bad guy, though? I'd say, like, seven or eight of them. He's yeah. in all the main X-Men movies, he becomes the bad guy. It's so jarring. At the end of every fucking Dark Penis movie, Magneto's <laughs> like, Oh, it's, it's, it's two o'clock. It's about time I had an excuse to go evil. He fucking goes bad. That's pretty great. I Do think... these movies actually like make like real money? I don't think this movie is making real money. Okay, yeah, this would be the fir- uh, first think... class made a lot of money. Okay, no, first class made more money than they expected. It didn't make a lot of money, but considering the movie before that was, but they have X Men Origins and The Last Stand before mm. that, mm. which didn't perform. Like X Men uh, Origins leaked like two months before release, so everyone just wow, it. like it was an unfinished version. That's the version I watched when I was younger. Everyone watched the fucking release. It just went on the I internet. Can, like. I can tell you the release version is not much better. It, no, it's shocking how close the release version is to the uh, the, the leaked. Well, they didn't change any. Even two if, months out, you don't do a lot of change. If changes, your movie I leaks, I mean, you get rid of lines like, did everyone, you just call me blob? Yeah. <laughs> if, if your movie Apparently leaks and not. everyone watches it online and every chat forum is like, this movie looks really bad. And they're like, we're just going to stick with it. Just wait till the visual effects are done. That'll save it. Like, yeah. No. Maybe, cha- maybe change a couple things, mate. It's, it, it, but I mean, like, at least that film has had a, like, been used correctly in, like, the terms of, like, using it Chuck in Deadpool's oh, sort like, of. Yeah, like, yeah, that movie is, it's great it exists because it's a bunch of, it makes a bunch of great jokes in Deadpool. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And, like, I think that's why it ex- exists. And, well, at least you've got the most out of the property. That's why they make I'm these just movies. excited to see how uh, Marvel handles it. If they do a bunch, like, Avengers style, they go, okay, we're making a Wolverine movie. We're making a Cyclops in this character. Like I reckon, I do... think the casting will be fascinating. I think they'll they set do up now. two characters at a time. Like they do a Wolverine movie, but they'll also introduce this character. Yeah. Then they'll do like a Jean Grey, Scott Summers movie, introduce those two characters, and then they'll be like, "Here's X Men." Well, and then, uh, and then here's X Men vs Avengers. Before we move on, let I have to ask you, Jack. You have to move on. I thought we were talking about X Men for the next five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to be next Wolverine? Taron Egerton. Really? He's short. He's muscular. And he can sing and dance. That's not a part of the role, but he can do it. Like, like, <laughs> what about you, Jake? Anyone, anyone that to comes play to play Wolverine? Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I know it's the hot topic right now, but I know Keanu Reeves actually just oh, came out and said nah. he wanted to do it. Yeah, but he's too old. You gotta get a young, like, handsome dude to be in now. I know he's. I know he doesn't, he doesn't age, age though. <laughs> but in like five years, he's gonna start aging. Okay. Well, he's I, like, I, if I don't they know. had cast him ten years ago, it would have been perfect because he hasn't aged in the past ten years. But he's gonna yeah. start aging. I really don't know who. You know who would cast. be good? Who? Robert Patterson. Ah, but huh? he's already taken. He's busy now. Give it all to him. Just fucking recast every single. It'd be a very awkward, like watching him I'm play Batman four people in the scene. <laughs> He's gonna be like buff for one movie, thin for the next movie. It'd be like Adam Sandler would be like a, DC, one movie. like a DCU versus MCU movie. Like, one day when these movies aren't making money, they're like fuck. But there is no DCEU, so it's just like fuck. The thing is, DC are never going to make money from this, and Marvel is going to keep making more DC, money from this. DC so. is just going to keep just breaking even with every. Yeah, exactly. Release. And then Marvel's like, put it in the. Marvel the, have no reason to put it in the robot. <laughs> put it in the robot we invented to make Marvel scripts. They're fucking <laughs> until, <laughs> until Disney literally like buys DC, yeah, and then they and just pit them against each other, and then just that's actually you. way more likely to happen. Yeah. Disney will probably buy this podcast at some point. They fucking buy anything. Yeah, <laughs> just send them an email and say we're up for sale. Well, speaking of, this is going to be the once they buy this podcast, and that's going to be everyone's going to be like, "Oh no, they're too big now." Yeah, no, they own everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show; it's going to put it over the edge. What did you watch? Anything else this week, Jack? Um, I watched something, yes, and I believe you did too, Jack. Yeah, let's just exclude Zeke from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you excluded both of us in the last conversation. <laughs> my podcast now, bitch. <laughs> uh, always be my maybe, which Shit is a new title. Netflix film. And um, what do you think, Jack? I hate the name. No, okay, I didn't tell you what I thought of the movie. Yeah, I don't know yet. Because I, I messaged you about 10 minutes in and said I'm kind of into this. Mm. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would turn it around. It kind of just started to fall flat. It just kind of... I think originally I appreciated it because it did shit that I didn't expect a Netflix romantic comedy to do. I didn't... Which, the opening was nice. Which is put effort in. The opening was when they're kids and stuff. Yeah, when they're kids. I thought the kid acting... There's, there's a lot of dialogue in this movie that's a lot like expository but like really on the nose it's like, not as bad as detective pikachu but every every line the dad delivers <laughs> what? Like, what? every line the dad delivers is like just like <clears throat> set up oh it's been 15 years since your mom died oh look it's your friend sasha you guys should die. i'm just like i can fucking watch the movie and get this like you don't have to spell this that out didn't bother me that much to be honest i mean it was a lot it of kind of played it up as a joke that everything he said was kind of like on the nose the but, father uh, character yeah yeah i did, I did. so what's it about uh two two people who are friends and they are friends their whole lives and, and then when they're 18 point, at, when they're 18 they kind of like try to be romantic together doesn't really work out so they go their separate ways one of them becomes a successful celebrity chef mm. and the other one is a stoner still living with his dad and it's about her going back to her ho- hometown and them sort of like rekindling what they used to have and so uh, the chick's the s- successful yeah, chef yeah 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 Huh. Wouldn't that be funny? I was going to say, if you flipped that role and made the girl the stoner chick that's just like... <laughs> well, it actually make, it makes sense in the sense of the plot because his mum dies in a like car crash mm-hmm. and that's when they have the argument. It's like the night of the funeral. Yeah, so right. it, it makes sense that he doesn't really grow from that or his life's been stunted. I did find myself... I liked a, a lot of the humour and the fact that it was kind of like anti-humour. Like they'd set up a joke and the character mm. would just like shoot down the joke and I thought that was kind of funny. Okay. And I did. I couldn't stop smiling at the Keanu Reeves scenes. Yeah, was that like, was, was great. Just, it was that... just fun to see Keanu just not being the stone cold killer guy, just being like he's just a this caricature fun of himself. Douchebag dude. Yeah. He's just embracing being a douchebag. So does he play himself? Yeah, he, he plays does. Keanu Reeves, but he plays like can't handle him douchebag ego Keanu Reeves. Like what everyone would assume Keanu Reeves is like, he plays that. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like, oh, I'm like a, a way less humble version of himself. Lo- instead of saying to a girl that he thinks she's attractive, he'll be like, "I love your aura, man." Like that kind of <laughs> shit. And I did, a, I did a kind of like those. I kind of like those scenes. But the I movie, loved him in it. Yeah, the movie did eventually just to me feel like kind of like oh it's not it's it's for a netflix romantic comedy like compared to the kissing booth it's a masterpiece but like on the scale of like actual romantic comedies it doesn't really do anything different or interesting it's exact. i mean it the whole ending you know when he's on the the red carpet you know confessing that, that, was, really that was so yeah anti, like, it was like an anti-climax as well but it was even just like it's just like two people standing across from each other talking like the set was like really empty it just kind of felt Even like all a lot the of these Netflix films have these There's, really. You empty... remember that scene? A really empty, like lazy product uh, production. Yeah. Design? You mm. remember that scene where she's sitting when she first moves back, and she's sitting by the pool talking to her friend on the phone. Yeah. That's straight up green screen. It's not in oh, front of the pool. Too. It yeah. Looks straight, it's like 
how lazy are you? It's it's weird. It honestly feels like they do actually just spend five to six months shooting like all ten at of once. These. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All at, at once. I did appreciate this movie though. I was saying to Jake, mm. like, in, in if this was a kissing booth style movie, he would be like, "I'm in a band. Do you want to hear us come play?" He'd get up on stage, they'd start some royalty free music, and then it would cut to after, and she'd be like, "Wow, you're really good." But he did. This guy did write a bunch of songs for the movie and actually perform them. And they weren't like what no one would listen. Like it's not like generic. Like, it was actually music. like decent music. It was music that I could imagine a bunch of people listening to, and like yeah. that would be on Triple J. Like you could tell the dude want like has a history of making music, and he wanted to put it in the film. Well, not, that's the thing. It's not he... on the Jim Carney level of. Written well, no, music. it's not. But it's still it's it's more on like the the Netflix show Love. It's more on that level where you have your protagonist who also just happens to like co-write and co-produce yeah. and co-edit and yeah, it, co-everything. It definitely felt like these because the two stars in the movie produced it and wrote it together. Yeah. Okay. It definitely feels like they... It, it did feel like they cared about the movie, and that's why I kind of appreciated a, a lot of it. Mm. But at the end of the day, I was just like, I'm not going to revisit this. It doesn't really do anything interesting to me. Yeah, it's it's I, too it's too bland it's in that just, regard. Yeah, it doesn't even really though, go anywhere. Well, every now and then, it was like, oh, that's a nice moment, or that's a nice shot. But at the end of the day, it's like so much forced drama. And yeah, and a lot of it's like, yeah. you know, where you're sitting there watching the movie, and they finally end up together, and you look at your how much time you have left. You have 30 minutes. You're like... Well, in about five minutes, they're gonna have a falling out. Yep. And then it, it's just like it's just like it's not really doing like you know the beats. It's yeah, it's not really doing anything interesting or like building to anything. You're just like I can kind of. Yeah, I think okay, that's one of the worst parts of the kissing booth is how well that yeah that is just you like, literally could plot back out. To the kissing booth. Oh, that's the problem. It's the kissing booth. Yeah. <laughs> that movie it was, it comes back to that that problem where it's like you literally know what's going that to happen. It was made on a random rom com generator on like fucking Google, like some old flash game where they just like pressed randomize. <laughs> And they're like, well, let's hit all the... Cle- we need to get them to make out in the rain in a gazebo. To get the AI uh, robot to write the yeah. script for They them. ride a motorbike and just end up there. <laughs> Literally an AI wrote that fucking movie. At least this movie... I reckon it is. It's an AI and it's like... Netflix is shitting him out. It literally is like calculating rom-com lovers and exactly what buttons to press exactly. with the rom-com lover viewer. We need, like, we need like a cute teenage boy to be in all our movies. Get that Noah Santianigo guy to be in every single one of them. Like, <laughs> fuck off. You know that main dude... Rand, is Rand, it Randall, Randall Park? Randall Park, yeah. He's funny. I like He's funny. I, first off, they, they tried to age him down to 18. That yeah, didn't look good they, at all. I know. When he looks like a 40-year-old. When you see a bunch of 40-year-olds <laughs> with fake braces and like longer hair, I'm just like... Mm. She actually looked all right. No, I thought he looked better than her. Oh, dude, he's got such a like old, old face, and even his voice was like, "Oh my god!" Like he had an like, old man yeah. voice, and I was just like, "But even I think she just looked like an old woman in braces." Yeah, you know, he also played um King John Un in the interview. Yeah, I, didn't I, I like that till later. I think I was he's like, really uh-huh. funny in it. That's why I think at first I like this movie because I have a bias because I I kind of like him in a lot of stuff. Like yeah, that sitcom mm-hmm. a while ago, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, uh, yeah, funny. yeah, but uh. Yeah, I think that's why I started to like it at first because like he would just do it. He would he wouldn't be making jokes. He'd just be sort of like a, like reacting to the world. And I, yeah, because yeah. it was him. I thought it was funny, but then after a while, I was like, this doesn't really have much any like substance or. There's no moment where it's just like, wow, that's actually really clever. How would you write that joke? Like, yeah, I can imagine just them being like on set, being like, okay, let's uh, this and this happens and this happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it just like lacks that overall. It's not. Something I mean, I really the like. the positives you got to draw from this is like it sounds like the two people that made this this has sort of been their like pet project for a while or their passion project, right? I just think they wanted an excuse to work together. Maybe, but I mean, you, the one good thing about these like Netflix, Stan, and all of these streaming platforms is they do give opportunities for films like this to be made and yeah. I know, be quite yeah. harmless. Now that Disney owns everything. This is the kind of movie that's too small that Disney would never make, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So at least it's like, that's the only reason I would probably keep my Netflix subscription after Disney Plus exists is just because it's like, they're making movies that Disney aren't going to bother making. Yeah. Movies that cost $5 to make and one in every fucking hundred of them will be fun. Well, really it's fun. funny because Netflix seems to put way more eggs in the show basket than they do in the movies. Like the like they want to do series over. No, I feel like that's how they used to be, but now well, it's because of the binging culture. I'm sure they make more money think, from that. I think they're swapping to more movies just because of how easy it is to click on a movie and watch a, an hour and a half movie. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the last like series? Really? Oh, I guess Black Mirror. But Black Mirror is pretty that's like a, that's like Thirteen Reasons Why is pretty I just feel like they release. Regular there's stuff. a lot of shows. They I release a just... new movie every day now, though. Like yeah. that new Adam Sandler movie's out. Like they're just shitting. I almost movies. watched that the other day. I was like, I was no. gonna watch it for the pod, but I was like, I would literally hate it. Why would I? Bother? Yeah, same. But I'm gonna That's watch the exact it. Same it's on Netflix. For me. It's so easy to just like, click. I think uh, we'll watch that this week. I reckon. <laughs> oh no! Have you seen anything, Zeke, recently? <laughs> I've had a pretty quiet week. Yeah. Um, I went back and watched Westworld. I've been doing shows. Um, 
which is oh, this, counter. This is a film podcast. Counter, counterintuitive <laughs> to um my three sixty five challenge. challenge. Yeah, you've been lacking on that. I have. And I really have. Zeke hasn't seen the Goonies. Let's just throw that out. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. I keep watching the film of the week. Like we, yeah. as we'll yeah, talk about later yeah, in the show. Yeah. Uh, I watched Thunder Road with you boys. Um, but yeah, no, I've been watching. I rest- restarted watching Westworld because I actually got to the finale of Westworld and didn't finish it. So I don't actually know how the second season finishes. Oh, I don't know how um, the second season starts. I still haven't watched the Game of Thrones. Uh, I watched the Game of Thrones finale, but like. I wanted to go back and started watching the show again. I haven't gotten around starting. You should watch the um the doco. They have like a doc on the making of the last season. It's just oh, everyone fucking everyone chucking a sook. <laughs> You're talking about how shit the script is. Mm. No, apparently it um like follows like random people from the production. Like it follows a random extra, um and yeah. kind of like their journey for the season. And mm. then like I, I think a production designer of some kind. Like it's actually quite interesting. I think everyone else was too embarrassed to be on like to be involved. <laughs> don't don't get me on camera. Film the production design. And I've, I I w- finished that last se- that latest season of a uh, Vikings so now nice. I'm ready to go for the last season we need to talk about a show no one here cares about see? what Vikings <laughs> I feel like I've been back in Blue Velvet I That's used to talk mean. about Vikings and I'd get I'd dismissed d- equally as quick you know what's and the funniest part about listening <laughs> never ends what's funny about listening to this podcast is last week it happens all the time to Jake Jake will be like you'll be like so what have you been up to Jake and he'll be like uh, I haven't really watched much films, but I've been playing Spyro, and Zeke will change the subject so fast. Like, you'll say Spyro, and Zeke's like, yeah, well, that's cool. Anyway, movies, Jake. Like, literally, he shuts you down so fast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, sorry. I, I just wanted to talk about Spyro for once. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I've been watching those shows. I watched, um, what did I watch the other day? Oh, like, I've, I've just been watching that, and I've been watching a couple of documentaries. <laughs> um... Just been rewatching a lot of stuff, which is counterintuitive. You've got to, so uh, much stuff to catch up on. You're I, rewatching yeah. everything. Yeah, I rewatched Hell or High Water. Five, mate. I know. I swear you watched it last week. I know, but then I found out I actually own the vinyl with the, the theme song. Ah, uh, that's like right. today. I was, I was like, <laughs> I owned it. And I didn't even realize that I had the song, and I was like, I, it started playing, and I was like, I know this song. <laughs> but yeah, got a little boner go up. You're like, what? I knew this. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I actually rewatched um Steve Jobs, the 2015 movie. That, the Danny Boyle one? Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. It's so good. It's, we need we such... need to do an episode where we compare the two biopics. Oh. The Ashton Kutcher one next to it. The Ashton Kutcher one, it was just like, how do we make a biopic? Well, we start at the start of his life and we end at the end of his life. <laughs> and then the Steve Jobs movie was just like, let's just show three days of his life that were important to him. Wake more clever, yeah. yeah. So, it's so Me much... too. I need to watch both. I've watched, watched the Ash... I watched the Ashton Kutcher one like when I was in Singapore or something. It was just mm. the only thing on TV. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Ashley Kutcher, <laughs> he tries to imitate the way Steve Jobs walks and everything, and it's just embarrassing. It, it sticks out, eh? He's so like a little walk. jarring. It's like, this is just Ashton Kutcher. He was still like a sex symbol at that point. Like, he's still like yeah, the like cool no guy. Yeah, no strings attached. Yeah, time. and then yeah. Like, how about we make him play a nerd? Like, I think he just started doing Two and a Half Men, like a year before like that. Ashton. I know, it just looks like Ashton Kutcher. Why the fuck? I'll have to... It was such like, oh, fuck, he's dead? Quickly, buy the rights to the movies, make it. Uh, Ashton, are you still in the office? Yeah, oh, you're you're in the movie. Get in here. <laughs> I would love for you to watch both of them, Zeke. And we yeah, t- we do great like to a, watch the, like a thing. the Ashton one with you, because we can have a drinking game with how bad it is. Uh, I don't think it was that bad, it's but even ugly. it's, it's way less rewatchable than I thought. No. Very fucking ugly. That's fair enough. Yeah, so it's just been shows this week, which has stifled me a little bit, but now we're in the break, so I'm hoping to pump through a bunch of movies now. Pump through, pump through. Oh, I'm not what failing. What number are you on? 120 or something. Is that half of 365? Because, you know, today, yeah, literally the exactly the halfway through. The oh, look at that. So you're kind of behind me. About quite 60, a lot. 60 films. I'm, I'm definitely ahead of my, my list. You're going to watch 60 films. I think now. I'm only four films behind... Like outranking my entire list from last year. So if crazy. today's the halfway point, then that's a good that's a good sign. I'm that's just crazy. Like, I don't know if I could do a 365 because it's you, a lot. You guys have missed out on a lot of really easy pivotal movies mm. in, in your lifetimes. I just feel like I've already just like in my life tried to watch. I don't have watching a bunch of indie films that Zeke recommends and like old films that I would just hate mm. all year. And I just be like, oh, here's another script movie that Zeke's sending me. Here's another movie where the script is really good, but I hate the movie because the script is too good. The fact, the fact of the matter is, like, there's so many movies accessible now through Netflix and stuff. It's really hard to fail that chance in terms of finding. 365 movies to watch in a year. Yeah, you could do the, three, before, the yeah. easy part is figuring out which films. You exactly. could do 365 just on Netflix. Uh, by exactly. the end of it, you'd be watching Bollywood films, but you could still do it on Netflix. <laughs> I mean, it's just the hours in the day and just like getting it's to the end. having a life. What do you yeah. sacrifice? Your life? Everything. Uh, no? Valid point? <laughs> well, 
that's all I've got to uh, you got anything else to add before uh, uh, we I got a couple into- of things especially since Jack's here today there's a couple mm, of things I really want to okay. do so this is the first episode Jack's been on since we've started doing our weekly Avengers. update Avengers Endgame box office guys you are listening to a winner here it's not over yet but trust so we got one more to week a until we're calling our bets and, and I fucking jug I mm. yeah I'm, looks like I'm buying Jack a jug <laughs> even though we're recording a little earlier than usual this yes. week so the numbers aren't as high as they would be but we are sitting at two billion seven hundred and thirty four million dollars which is fifty three million dollars short but we haven't got the weekend numbers in we haven't got the weekend numbers we've got next weekend's numbers isn't it funny that this movie's if this movie gets out of theaters before it beats avatar people are going to be like oh i can't believe it didn't beat avatar but it still made almost three billion dollars and people are still like oh what a failure! I didn't be average. I mean, how many sessions uh, does anyone has anyone looked at this, like the average session? It's probably still a couple, like two a day, I'd guess. Like one I'm sure there's three, a bunch. Yeah. Nine. Mm. Like, uh, so I reckon America will still be showing. Toy Story Four could be the uh, final yeah. knockout yeah, that punch. Would, that would be a huge. That would be the nail in the coffin, my friend. Now we talked about you, mean Jack. We talked about how Spider Man will help knock numbers up. I think you're right in the sense. Like, I was talking about one of my friends today. I think me and my other friend are going to watch Spider-Man when you it comes have, out. But I do have other friends. I'm sorry, guys. But she hasn't even seen Endgame yet. Also, so, will, you're right. This bump will happen. I think it'll, it'll either bump it just close or it'll just get a, it would just be over. I think the bump will knock it over, but it's yeah. definitely not going to happen before I owe you a jug. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> fine with it. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I hate you. Uh, she just sucked episode water. 30 came, like we usually yeah I, I was thinking 30 was 30 is I didn't even know if I'd be alive by the time episode 30 came out <laughs> it's like so far away <laughs> no that's, oh, that's crazy yeah um, but before we jump into our film of the week this is something I've been holding on for a very long time because I wanted us to have the appropriate oh, yeah. guest take, on take yep. so I, I got a little I got a little topic or a little thing I want to throw at you guys now I've wrote a big list myself so I can give you a couple of minutes to think about it okay uh, but I wanted us to talk about some of the films in our lives we watched when we were way too young to watch them oh movies yeah. that we shouldn't have watched at the age that we did because they're inappropriate just inappropriate or like we really shouldn't have been like Dude, allowed to watch it if at the any time. Any of us watched you know movies I mean? with our dads when we were kids. We got a lot of movies like this. <laughs> yeah, or an showed, older brother. My dad showed me shit I should not have seen when I was like eight years old. My brother made me watch Freddy vs. Jason when I was like seven years old, and that that gave me nightmares. That would fuck me up. Wow, that was madness. I got. I know what you did last summer when I was like oh. seven. Yeah, they're like pussy movies. Have you seen The Last Boy Scout? What's that? It's like hard. Uh, it's like literally rated R in Australia, and it's just like it was. It's critically pan- panned. Yeah. It's just. Every it had the record for most swearing before Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, it's just fuck shit, fuck, kill this guy, <laughs> like fucking sex scene, sex scene. Right, and my dad. Freak. It's my dad's favorite At movie. So ten. Wow. Fair so enough. Uh, I watched Final Destination. My mom. I was gonna say Final Destination four for me. At the F, same. Yeah. I watched that one at like right and, and like three when it like went around about when it came out. Big what what three? Yeah. Four. There's only five. One came out a couple of years ago. Oh, sorry. Ago. I thought you meant three years old. You. No. no. <laughs> I was confused. I fucking saw it in the future. <laughs> uh, Tropic Thunder. Watched that uh, when it I came think, That I think... was like 2012, wasn't it? No. No, it was 2008. Ah, but you were 10. <laughs> I th- that's not too bad. I don't Tropic know, Thunder. man. You, when you watch like the first, you, you watch like those opening things and you see Al Pacino and he's got like like the whole booty sweat thing. I mean, it's not too bad. It's not too like, bad. I feel like we all watched that when we were young. Zulu was one of those films that I should have never watched, I don't think, because it's such a politically incorrect film. I'm watching Lethal Weapon, and it was just... Imp- like, you know when you were a kid? How old were you? Uh, oh, it must have been, like, seven or eight. Yeah. It was like, you, know when you're, when you know when you're younger and a sex scene comes on and it's just you start sweating because you're with your family? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was, like, maybe my, the first Terminator. Every Lethal Weapon stuff. Well, a yeah. sex scene. And it, just, it was just like, I'd be sweating. I'd be like, fuck, when is this going to end? And then the movie just had more sex scenes and yeah. more violence and more swearing. Just movies you shouldn't watch with your family. Well, yeah, the, the original Terminator has a sex scene as well. And I, I don't think I watched it with my family, but it was one of those like, oh, we're going to close the door. At least it's a more tame kind of sex scene. Yeah, uh, I know. But even the even the, the, the skin of the like the yeah. Terminator is like terrifying. Yeah. And I saw that way too young. Yeah, no, like <laughs> I watched the first two seasons of Game of Thrones with my mum. Yes. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Yeah, we were like, 15 when that came out. Okay, that's yeah, that's not but, bad. Uh, yeah, it's still it. uncomfortable. I stopped watching Game, Game of Thrones. I didn't want to watch it with my mom anymore. I was like, because they're like not even like the scenes with like uh, Daenerys and Aquaman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like okay, I'm gonna. Uh, you'd know when the scene was about. I would always when I was younger, I knew the scenes were about to come on that were like mm. a bit raunchy, and I would literally be like, oh, I'm a bit thirsty, and I'd leave the room for five minutes, and then like wait for that to end. I do that like, too. That's, I'm just like it's yeah. just too awkward. 
Have you guys seen the movie Orphan? Yes. No. Yeah. I watched that with my family when we were like, I was like nine. That movie scared the shit out of me. That, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you any moments in that film because my eyes were shut. The <laughs> and just the idea that she wasn't an, a little kid and she like fucking was an old woman just scared the shit out of me. And that was one of those movies where like me and my friend Victor, like we would, we would turn off the lights and like watch that at night. Like we would set the scene for ourselves mm. and it's terrifying, man. Uh, that was me with Spider-Man 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that scene where... Uh, uh, Peter's laying and he's just been beaten. He's like pulled on the blanket. And he's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the spiders come up. Yeah. Right after that, it just randomly cuts to the Green Goblin. He goes, wow. Oh, <laughs> is that like way later in the movie? Oh, either way, there's a moment in the film where I mean, it just two moments random like cut that. to him and it's just like a loud he just noise. He screams, and screams the camera. at you. And I would literally be like, oh, we're getting to that time. I would remember the time. You would remember the time. I'd run code. to the other side of my house and block me and go, yeah, 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 for like five <laughs> minutes and then I'd run back when it was safe. Because I didn't want to right? actually skip right to yeah, it. That, like, it's oh, such a weird moment. I never got that. a scary that. moment to me. Um, I got a few others in here that I did. Uh, do either of you remember the movie called Alive, which takes place in the snowy mountains? The Eager 3. What? I don't know. No, never mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's a live three. And it's like cannibalism and stuff. And I swear I watched nah. this in primary school. It was really what, weird. Like in sex education class? <laughs> 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 oh, that or English either way. Yeah. I don't know. Um, misery? Interview? Yeah, but Misery. Yes. Is, is that Misery like that graphic though? It's oh, not graphic, sl- but it's like it's a pretty dark film for like a seven-year-old to watch. It would probably scare you. I, f- I forgot that maybe you'd watch a movie that would scare you. when you. It never scared me, but like oh. I thought, but I was like, I was still way too young oh, to watch that. That bit when the sheriff dies is pretty jump-scary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Like where he just gets just things through the blown out of the house. film, yeah. Uh, the movie Cor- Coraline? Never oh. seen it. Oh. Way too, oh. too scared. That still scares me to this day. How long, how old were you? When did they come out? I probably saw it when it came out. 2006 or something? Yeah, yeah it was well, a while back. It was, it was a, it's a movie for kids. They just made it super fucking creepy. Or the Corpse, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride. That was that uh, scared the shit out of me as well. That one scared the shit but out of me too. For some reason, I put it on... I, that movie and Lemony Snicket was on in my house on repeat for some reason. Yeah. Even though they both scared the shit out of me. I James put, and the Giant Peach that scared the shit out of me too. I wasn't too. allowed to watch <laughs> Lemony Snicket after a certain time because I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> it's, that, it's that animation style. Like, I don't know weird, what, creepy, like, yeah. everything's kind of twisted and yeah. weird, where it's just like, it makes me uncomfortable. And black and white films used to scare me. Ah, uh, Nosferatu? <laughs> I mean, no, I literally, like, Casablanca. Right, like that, just it being black just and white. Just the vibe of it, because it felt so empty and cold to me, where it would right. just be like, I would imagine, remember that episode around the twist? <laughs> where no. they went into the different TVs. You guys remember that episode? No. no. I remember, I remember the one where like everyone. Bird? The bird episode. I've the what? bird episode. Where he turned into a bird. Around the twist was fucking terrifying. <laughs> it was actually. But there was an episode around the twist where they went into TVs and one of them went into like a a cop drama from the twenties. Oh, I've seen the Simpsons spoof of this. And I was like, oh god, he's going uh, into a black and white the world. Twist credit. It was the scariest fuck show. Around the twist, terrifying. It sounds, it, was, it sounds like a comedy. It was though, body. Around the twist. It was body horror. Have Did you, you never, never watch watched it? around the twist? No, I'm saying it sounds oh, like wow. just the title just on its him, own. Him waking up and his parents coming upstairs, and he's like, "No, don't come upstairs," because he's morphing into a bird. It was like yeah. horrifying <laughs> to me. Yeah. And you remember that show? Oh, I can't remember what it was called when we were young. It was on ABC, and it's I think it was "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" The, the, right. Oh, but it was like the start of it was a kid. That's a scary it title. In, it was in black and white. It was a kid. <laughs> he was at a water park, and he was going into the slide. And he'd pull himself into the slide and it would yeah. become completely dark. But when he came out, it was like a weird twisted world that was like empty and cold. I don't right. No one remember he'd ever existed. I remember as uh, Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. That never scared me. No. It was in color. That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> saved you. Dude, fuck. Dude, I, Rocky I Horror I watched probably too young. I watched Rocky okay. Horror at like eight or nine. And that was very confusing. Confusing, like, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, it's funny in, in hindsight because probably an eight yeah. or nine year old nowadays would be totally. They wouldn't even think about it. Yeah. But for us, enough. that was that would. It's a weird time where, like, I remember when we were watching Rocket Man. I was like, this movie is just like, like the movie is just about a gay guy. But there's never a moment like in where it's like, yeah, gay pride. Like we're gay. It's just like it's just part of the movie. And it, I, what was I, was I mean, just it thinking, smartly does it. I know. I'm like, and I just thought to myself, like, oh yeah, I guess just like. When we were younger, you just never got movies like this where it was just like... Or if you proudly, did, it was obnoxiously yeah. winking where to the like camera. The yeah. whole plot was... The, or even the joke was, hey, look, a funny gay guy. He's funny because he's gay. But like yeah. now it's just like, oh, yeah. You like you wouldn't even say in the plot for like... You wouldn't mention it was right. someone who was gay. It was just like, 
It's just normal now. Well, yeah. Jack, you tell me if this ties into the last film I want to mention, Bruno. Oh, Bruno uh, which, was fucking great. No, here's the thing, though. There's a story behind this because I got forced to watch it uh, oh. by a pair. His okay, so, so the application <laughs> Victor, you know, he's the one that we. He's the one I watched Orphan with. Um, it was his mum on Victor's birthday who forced us to watch Bruno. I had a friend like that. It was really weird. It was a friend who I'd go around his house when I was like thirteen, or yeah, like twelve or th- maybe twelve. And go around, and he had all these like MA movies, and it would yeah. always be like every time I went to his house, I was like, okay, what am I? Yeah. Gonna... It was always like, oh, finally, I can have an excuse to watch like a movie I'm not allowed to watch. Right. And Bruno was one of those like Borat, Bruno, Kickass, all those movies I watched at his house. I did that with the Zohan. You are definitely at this house. Fucking Bruno, mate. That would have been like eleven or twelve. Scene... No, because here it is. It's it's the three of us. It's me, Victor, and this other guy for his birthday. We <laughs> get, we get to his house. All we want to do is play Modern Warfare Two on his PlayStation. Oh, and his his <laughs> his mum is like, no, I want to watch Bruno. I'm making you all sit down and watch it with me. And it's stuffed. It, the it DVD would... stuffed up about twenty minutes in, so we all escaped. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a funny movie to watch. You escaped to go go play a game where you shoot up an air force. You guys play. <laughs> it was like, better than like... you guys play like snipers on Rust or something like. No, not Rust, mate. Rust the airport. Like, the airport. Rust, mate. Rust was the way. You, our friend Rust always... is the one v one rap. No, you get a whole crew of people. You can only use snipers. <laughs> but uh, there's I've never literally done that. you're way too young to watch Bruno. There's literally a scene in that movie where a penis spins around. That's the only scene I remember from that stops, movie. And the foreskin says Bruno. Bruno. <laughs> I still tell people about that scene oh, today. It's, it's just art. That's the only scene I remember one from that movie. One of the most uncomfortable. This is much older, but. I went on a double date with one of my friends. <laughs> to watch Bruno. No, but we went and saw the, was it Grimsby Brothers? Oh, Brothers Grimsby. Brother, Brothers Grimsby. Right, okay. It's one of those movies that they renamed when it came out on Blu-ray to trick you into buying it. <laughs> watching, there's an actual like elephant it fucking scene name. in that way. Oh, what? Like, sure the two brothers are inside an elephant and a gigantic Wait. penis. Is, is this Ace Ventura? <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> Oh, inside no. of the elephant and the damn yeah. son so not a weird date movie anyway on that note let's go into our yeah I think we're done <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, movie of the week Jake what are we watching uh, we're watching Thunder Road Lightning Street honey honey I, I'm really not going to be good at this kind of stuff Jim Cummins stars as a police officer from Texas who deals with the death of his mother while giving a heartfelt eulogy at her funeral Inspired by the music of singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen, baby. Shame. Uh, I've heard of that, that person. Yeah, I didn't hear any Bruce Springsteen in this movie. <laughs> well, it's that is very odd. It is very true. But Thunder Road was written, directed, and starred by Jim Cummins, who we've talked about quite a bit on this show. A little bit. A little bit. bit. Technically, this is... His directorial yeah. debut. <laughs> There we go. Wow. Jack's, Jack's already like, I'm a true fan. We should get shirts that say directorial yeah. debut. <laughs> so, verdict, guys. We all watched it together. Yes. What's uh, what's the verdict? Was this film worth 97% on Rotten Tomatoes? 97? I didn't oh, even know that. Wow. Mm, well, when you phrase it like that, no. But the movie is good. <sighs> the movie's real good. Well, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, it's really good. Really yeah. good film. And that was our review of Thunder Road. <laughs> no, no. I mean, honestly, the movie was. Uh, there was a few. There was a few things that annoyed me about the movie, but overall, I think it was. I liked the kind of humor it had. Mm. I liked how it didn't try. It didn't just like set up jokes and tell jokes. It was like the humor sort of came from like just the the world, the world, and the character. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, clearly this is just going to be called back later as a joke. It was very like, you know, it sort of was just. It felt natural. Mm-hmm. But then I also, on a flip side, I hated how the main character, the whole film is just him stumbling over his own words, and it takes 15 minutes to say something that should take five minutes, because he's just getting distracted yeah. and saying random shit, and then mm-hmm. going back to where he was, because after, like, the third scene of him, a one-shot scene of him talking... Doing that? And fucking up, you're just like, okay, I get that's how people probably talk in real life, and you could, like, say it's real... But like yeah. also cut some of the fat, mate. Like this movie would be perfect if they had maybe the dialogue was a bit snappier at times. You know? I feel like, uh, particularly in the the second half, it, there are there are scenes that kind of do drag a little yeah, bit. I but I the- notice it when you have at the parent teacher thing, where I was like, okay, another one shot of him stuttering. Yeah, no, it was definitely it was. There's good scenes like the opening, which was based off the short film that was made what two day uh, two years earlier, and it's a really powerful opening, and it's really this movie has no bad scenes. This movie has no either all right or like that scene pretty that's clever, 
that's clever how they managed to do it with mm-hmm. the actual song the fucking film is named mm. after. but they still did it just like pretty much the way it handles everything in this world is like pretty clever you know yeah it's <laughs> What, do you, what about you, Jake? <laughs> I know what you're saying. No, I, I agree. I think the film has a lot of really clever things that it does. Um, I I can understand where you're coming from in terms of maybe some scenes are too slow or the the pace doesn't pick up. I, I kind of disagree. None of that bothered me. I, I really just enjoyed the film from start to finish. I thought the what you said about the dialogue, I didn't mind that. In fact, I thought coming out of the short film, which you and me, like we watched about you know, several months ago, mm-hmm. and that's what inspired you to wanting to watch this film in the first place. Yep. Um, I think that short really makes you want to learn more about this character, which is what this film does, and I think that's part of his character is the stumbling, but is the, the constant like, apologetic nature of himself. It was just like, uh, after every single scene, it, this character's in every single scene, and when it's constantly the same thing, it was just like, all right, all right, all right. It's dragging a tiny bit just because this guy's sort of like taking his time, but I understand. I, like, I, it never, I never was like... Like clearly they should change that because uh, I know it's part of his character. But then they introduce his sister towards the end of the movie, and his sister does the same thing. And it just feels like it's just his style of writing and directing is to get yeah. stumble over their words. Well, definitely yeah. if we're talking about his directorial, the directorial side of it. It, it feels like. I don't understand why he had to star in this film. I think he's yeah. I, yeah, I've heard I've heard him talk about it. How he just says that. Uh, it, it literally came down to the stuttering. He was like, I kept, I had a guy. He was pretty much, he looked perfect. He was funny, except he just didn't understand that I didn't want him to just say the lines. I wanted him to sort of stumble, like stumble over his words. That's and really interesting. He's he from the mm-hmm. start. He's like, I want him to say it like I would say it, like, you know, forget what he was saying, change the subject halfway through, and the guy just didn't understand it. So he was like, it's probably just easier if I do it. Even though I, he didn't, wow. think he was I right for the guess, point. but I think isn't that like. That's your job as a as a director to sort of workshop around that. I feel like he had a lot right. Like this film could make his career, so he was like, "I'm just going to go in there and do it myself." Yeah, and do it right. Which I think he I think he's really good at in the movie. Like, mm. believe he's a great actor. Yeah, I would love to see him be a character. Not maybe not a main, but a character mm-hmm. in all of his movies from now on. Just if he like continues that, like Taika Waititi does. Yeah, I was okay. just about to say that. What about like uh, his visual like? His uh, visual aesthetic is uh, yeah. Where do we sit? Where do we sit with how this film looks? I feel like uh, is there a, a style apart from really these sort of long shots that dolly in? Absolutely. I mean, this film absolutely. You know, you got the you got your long takes, your flat framing. Yeah, if you will, kind of like a picturesque sort of like literally like a uh, a disposable camera photo. You know, like, mm. well, you talked about it looking like it was a painting. Yeah, but like not in the way I would say like a really beautifully cinematography music um, movie would be a painting where it's like mm. oh the the image is so rich, there's so much detail. More just like very symmetrical, very sort of like just colors that match, very soft. You know. Well, it comes back to what we were talking about mid-movie, where he, you know, clearly on his camera he's using some form of a like telescopic lens, like a far more like well, I mean, far. A lot of the scenes are like filmed from a bush across the street. Yeah, I'm saying Basically. the sound guy must have hated him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and why he's always wearing a collar. If I can put that, really like <laughs> pushing into them, like these real long lenses that really flatten out the image because they have to go in so much. I was surprised with the uh, the amount of action that was in the movie. Like there was, I didn't expect to actually see scenes of him being a cop for some reason. Mm-hmm. But because uh, of the budget, because of the, I mean the budget. Yeah, I guess cause the budget was higher than I thought it was. What two hundred thousand? Yeah, which is actually relatively. You pretty- can, if you're smart, you can do a lot with that kind yeah. of money. But I just feel like he uh, sometimes he shot the. Uh, you could tell he'd never shot action before. <laughs> like when that scene where he's in the 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 fast food restaurant, like a deli, yeah. Thing. And the guy sort of like is behind the counter, and then it just cuts to him going outside, and the guy's on the floor, and you're just sort of like, I didn't really hear any noises to suggest this guy had passed out, right? And that doesn't look like the same guy. I've any like, oh, he's fallen on his knife. It's like, a really confusing scene. Like there should have been a scene where you see that happen, or they make it a bit more obvious, like the characters react before it happens, so you know it's happening. I kind of agree because I feel like it's obviously meant to be from his point of view, so yeah. he wouldn't see that. Yeah, but it was, a, moment, it was, it was but... also just weird because we're sitting there as an audience going, "What happened? What? How does, yeah, what? Like at first, what is, like, did what I do miss we something? Yeah, what do we what get? Did we miss, you know? Well, I actually looked it up, and it turns out he actually committed suicide in that moment. That's what's meant to have happened oh, so behind the curtain. Oh, oh, I thought you meant the actor committed no. suicide. No, 
That's oh. method. Yeah, but well, that's even worse. That's what is meant to have happened in that scene. That's even worse. Is that yeah? Because if vibe at all, if even you can't right. interpret that, then you're losing all the gravity of what yeah, happened. Even one line, don't come near me. I'll fucking neck myself. Like yeah, it was it was a confusing scene. Um, like what the hell? And what what what's the point? I mean, do we want to sh- jump into spoilers and start doing a bit yeah, of spoilers? Yeah, sure. Talk? We can talk a bit about spoilers. I mean, what do you want to talk about specifically? I mean, I think spoil this movie. I feel like you can. The ending's pretty uh, I guess. strong, I guess. I mean, so obviously that the film centers around a, a divorced, uh, down on his luck police officer who's mm-hmm. kind of really playing into the idea of well, clearly this is Cummins' interpretation of that song. You know, like that Bruce Springsteen song and listening to that song and kind of developing a entire narrative around how he perceives that song and basically shaped this character for that reason. But the ending where, it, like, his ex-wife ODs and he's mm. confronting the dead body. Great scene. Really good that scene. scene. is the scene in the movie where I'm like, okay, yeah, this movie's great. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I hear him talking in interviews and he says... Anyone who wants to know how to make a film, mm. like an indie film, and how to like how to write it, just do exactly the opposite of what Disney would do because that's the only way to make your film stand out. Mm. Disney owns fucking everything, and that's the moment where I was like, oh, I get what he's saying. Like, just yeah, the fucking mom at the end and fucking slap the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, and that's like such great dark humor. So glad he did that. Yeah, it's, that would be such an average scene, but when he slapped her, I was like, yep, I'm on board. It really adds an extra bit of weight, like that action, and even the follow-up where he like sort of talks about that sort of old-school masculinity about like men aren't supposed to cry, men are always supposed to be. Boy cries the whole movie. Yeah, mm. but it, like even with his friends, like his his best buddy, they're both like macho manly men, and they both pretend like they're not affected. And then he comes back and hugs him, and it's like it's just really clever. And then the ending, like with the whole like ballet full circle stuff. Um, I appreciated this movie because it was a really low budget indie film that mm. I didn't have to analyze. I didn't have to like the ending wasn't like oh it just ended like you know like a lot of really low budget indie films just sort of like right. the story doesn't really go anywhere and then it just ends and you're left really unsatisfied. This felt like a real movie where it had a character arc and a mm-hmm. definitive ending where I was yep. satisfied with it. But then like just as like other movies like even like. A high budget fucking indie ass film like uh, I mean, Midnight this... in Paris. That movie just sort of mm. ends, and you're just like, oh, I guess it's just, oh, it's meant to be artsy. Mm. I appreciate this movie. It's just like, you know, he's we're gonna have you're gonna see everything. Like fuck it. Why yeah, I think this film. I mean, it, does that still constitute as low budget? Two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's incredibly low budget. Pretty low. Yeah. 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 And a million dollars. Like I think Hikars had a budget of thirty million dollars, and they were like, that's a low budget film. Yeah. 30 million low. Yeah. At, thi- at this point, I think anything under 50 is probably considered low budget. A million? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, if even, you think about the wider scope of what Deadpool kind of money we're like, playing. Oh, they have, like, no budget. They have, like, $60 million. It's like $60 million. That's yeah. a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And you're saying that's low budget. Yeah. No, no, 200 I'd... grand is, a, is incredibly low budget. I mean, like, I mean, I talked about this when I was on that, um, when I was on that set that I mentioned a few, uh, quite a few episodes back. I was talking to one of the gaffers there, and he was saying how if you just want to pay your crew, that's well over an extra million right there you need. Yeah, like, just to pay your crew for, a, a, so, like, a 30-day shoot. That's why it helps to be Jim Cummings. So you need a lot of money. music, shoots the film, directs the film, writes the That's film. the thing. He made music as well and co-edited it, I believe. And he's, I, think he's, I think he shot it, didn't he? He was a cinematographer. He's in every shot. How could that be true? I mean, you don't have to hold the camera. Uh, true, but, like... I'm, yeah, he could... Was he... A, he I no don't way. think so. No. He did everything. No, I don't think he shot it. Oh. If he just fucking, uh, fucking. I mean, he technically can be a cinematographer. Yeah, you can, but I'm, I'm like, I've read into it. I don't think he did anything. No, I don't regard. think he did. I think he directed and acted and wrote. And, and those were his main credits. He wrote, directed it, and starred in it. And then, in addition to that, he did music and co-edited it. Yeah, I that's, think I'm pretty sure that's it. I think this is a testament to someone that really was, uh, as much as he did have a crew present, was very much an, an army of one sort of person and definitely went out of his way to make this film happen. Game Army of Two? No. no. <laughs> but seeing how quickly Zeke diverts me from talking about But uh, yeah, apparently, no, apparently I, also did some visual effects art for the film. Visual effects? I think it's just really it's a, it, 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 it is a testament to what you can do <laughs> if you really put your mind to it basically. And it's like really like grasping at straws to give yourself one extra credit. He's like, and I did visual effects. You made the fucking title card Thunder Road on 
Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I did visual effects as well, by the way. So, what about you, Jack? Highlight scenes. What what really? Are we already st- in highlight scenes. I'm gonna all have the same highlight scene, surely. I don't know. I mean, there's a few good scenes in there. Well, I wanted to talk a bit about the short and like him kind okay. of coming up because there's a lot there. I mean, he made the short film in 2016, which ended up obviously at Sundance Film Festival, and he won the the short yep. film Grand Jury Prize. And here's the thing: to actually make that movie, I remember he said something like he sold his uh, wedding ring to finance the short and I'm talking about the short here not the actual feature yeah 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 you know what's weird is you win Sundance and then you don't and then you have to get your film independently funded by people around the world. Like, he crowdfunded yeah. the film. I guess that's but the you, state we're in now. Sundance. Like, you feel like you'd win Sundance and you, like, fucking take a step back and you you got people jumping at, like, nipping at your heels being, like, like shitty indie studios being like, I'll give you a million bucks to make the feature. But I mean, you, you're right. You would think that that's kind of what Especially happens. with Sundance. Like, mm. I mean, like, if it's not Sundance, it's what, like, Palm Springs? Yeah. Like... Did you mention Toronto? A bet about Jim Cummings on the podcast before? I don't think so. What's what's our bet, Jack? We have a bet that in phase four, it'll either it won't be in phase four, but it'll be announced within the time frame of phase four in Marvel that Jim Cummings is going to direct a Marvel film. I'm guaranteeing Jim Cummings will direct a Marvel. Might even no, be I, before I'm Phase on, I'm, Four. I'm on the right now. I'm on the side of the bet. Oh, why I don't think that's going to happen? Spider Man's oh. the last Phase Three film. Okay. So from like two weeks from now, they'll be in phase four. Which phase four will be like what the next two years? I mean, if they gave it, to, if they're giving it to Why Anna Bowden and be stuff like, the like next that, eight yeah. years. No, phase, no, you're not one. Phase four will probably end in like 2022. Oh, that's a good point. Every Avengers movie is a phase. That's actually a good point. That's not actually. I, for some reason, I thought they were way longer these yeah. phases. Mm. Anyway, my bet is that he won't be a part of Marvel. And the fact that you even mentioned that—that that he was very anti-Disney in terms of his filmmaking—that actually kind of. I get. I yeah. doubt he's going to say no. But still, I guess it does come down to him being like, I don't want to work. I don't want to become a corporate. Like, I don't want to work for the the fucking the man because like I he keeps preaching that he doesn't need studios and studios are away in the past and you can do it all yourself. And then like a month later, he's like, Ah, oh, making I'm making Spider Man three. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I guess it kind of goes against his morals. But I think he would do. I think give him a weird character, give him Howard the Duck, and he could make a cool movie. Howard the Duck. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Now, this is another thing. This is an article that I linked to my Facebook a long time ago, and I think you've read it too, Zeke. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much like an article that uh, of Jim Cummins actually talking about the making of this film on such a low budget. And there's a quote here. This is a quote that I believe he said on the first day uh, at six in the morning of shooting. Mm-hmm. So we stood up in front of the crew, and he said, quote, uh, Hey, I'm Jim. I'm the guy. I do the thing. This might be the most important thing I'll ever do with my life. This movie is about putting this character through hell. So if there's anything that comes up on set where you can make it more complicated for me to perform or more endearing for me to perform, let's do it. Put me through hell for the next 14 days. That's awesome. Now, that's cool. He said 14 days. Did it really take 14 days to shoot this I film? I heard that he shot this in two weeks. That's nuts. I feel like that's how long it would take me to shoot the short. <laughs> I really it's is. It's a one like, shot, but it would take me That is the, the war of attention right there, isn't it? That like, is absolutely nuts. You shoot a 10-minute film in four days. Which means you're making... Too much math for me. <laughs> well, that would mean you're making 40 minutes 16 days. In two weeks, is 14 days. So he's that's amazing. That boy... Talent. I guess when it's just you and like a twenty-five minutes. I agree. That, yeah, that the less people involved, the faster you can probably put something together. One other person in a house. Oh, yeah, and a lot of them are these long takes. It's also let's bear That's that in true. mind. That's true. That's true. Really high energy as well. Like him throwing chairs and him having a tantrum. Like yeah, he's got a really fucking. But if you honestly like one. looked at, it'd be really interesting to count how many shots are in this film. There's not no, that many. A lot of them. A lot of the scenes don't cut until right before the end of the scene. Like. If anything, this this film is almost like a stage play. I mean, I think this it guy, very well could be. He's yeah. definitely a writer over a like any like. I don't think he's. I don't know. I, again, I don't know who shot it or anything, but I feel like he's definitely like a writer. Where he's like, let's just set up the camera and just do the script. You know? Yeah. He's like, I know the script off by heart. That's just fucking. Well, I mean, there's then definitely it also a lot of. Mm. Oh, sorry. You got no, this. I was going to say, there's definitely a lot of thought in the camera movement and everything. So, as a director, I think, but I mean, that's all pre production, too. Just, I mean, well, yeah, but still. Down. I mean, we've seen films with some lazy camera work before. So, mm. yeah, you know. Film six ever made, am I right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you, make, you make them too. I make them. <laughs> no, but like, but I wouldn't say that there's a lot of stylized photography in this film. It's very, it is very flat. There was never a shot where you're like, whoa. Like, there was yeah. never a moment where you're like, that's really a cool Visual flair. There's I, not a lot of visual yeah, flair. I, I, got the, I got some of that, Jack. Did you ever get a, wait, a shot? Like, what name a, sh- a scene where you, like the camera was like, whoa, interesting. 
I mean, a lot of the, lo- I mean, the one, the very first one, when he's a cop and he gets the the milkshake thrown in his chest, like okay, that's that all was... one take, and he goes back and forth, and he's talking to the his um, captain like, or a sergeant or whatever. But it's good, but it's still not visually like I, pop. I yeah, but it doesn't have to be. No, no, I know yeah. it doesn't have to be. That's why I'm saying the script is strong enough where it doesn't have to be. Yeah, but I could. I was imagining like a version of this made by Taika with TT, and just it could be the exact same script, the exact same moments, and a lot of the comedy they could bring. Like you could really, there'd be more comedy, and you could elevate the comedy. With a few more stylish, like if you shot it slightly more stylish, like that milk scene. If Taika Waititi had done that scene, it would have been a lot more like. I, I think like a lot more like you really. It would be a cool moment. Yeah, but it's not that kind of comedy though. This I know, I know. This this film is also a lot of like just monologues, and yeah. they're all done by. And Cummings knows these scripts, so that probably plays into the efficiency too, because yeah. it's like you know the script off by heart. You don't have to worry about your actor trying to deliver all of those like reveries and sort of things like that. Those little yeah. like into like stuttering and stuff like that because he knows exactly what he wants. And basically, all then all you have to do is essentially just trust everyone else around him can perform on Probably the hardest part of the filmmaking process: uh, trusting anyone else. Yeah, and but but if anything, this is a testament to a guy that probably didn't really trust that many people. Otherwise, he wouldn't be starring and editing and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but that's and, also a commitment thing. I get it, and I, I can respect that. That, that, that does swing both ways, though. It's like it, it, clearly there's an amount of lack of trust, or maybe because he was because he was synonymous with college humor for a couple of years, mm. and hated working for them. Maybe working with a group of people consistently just yeah, wasn't he more. working for like a small internet company, and he considered that like working under a man's foot. So right. I put a wrench in my fucking Marvel plans because it's like, it's like <laughs> a, a zero zero point zero one zero percent of what Marvel is. That's interesting. I mean, Marvel can be freeing the directors yeah, when they want to be. Like, hey, do you know? Have you ever shot a fight scene? No, don't worry. Our team can do that for you. Uh, that's like, that's ridiculous. You. Like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like how they're making that Chang Shi movie for Marvel, right? Which is a kung fu movie, and they hired a guy who's never shot a fight scene in any of his movies because they'll just be like, "Yeah, we'll bring a guy in for that." Yeah, the, I, a kung fu director. I do want to. Yeah, I do want to kind of do the last punch with what you said about the comedy, in terms of how there could have been other elements of this filmmaking process to elevate the comedy, mm-hmm. and like I said, because this is such a grounded, like you're laughing at. <laughs> Well, it's tragedy. You're, 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 you're right. It's tragic it's kind like, of comedy. It's like anti-comedy, which it comes from just like the fact that there's no comedy. Yeah, mm. and like it's going back to the other film, like Always Be My Maybe, which is what we talked about. My biggest gripe with that is it's one of those lazy comedies where you're only laughing because of oh look, there's snappy dialogue. Uh, yeah, where it it's like, feels like improv. Oh, here's here's clearly a setup to a joke. Oh, he said the joke. He's pausing for laughter. Yeah, like literally awkward silence so that you can laugh. Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, right, I appreciate but it, this movie for not being like. It doesn't feel like it's like really aware of its comedy. I can mm. definitely, really I can definitely mm. see how this this could have be been done. Like it's still a tremendous effort, but I yeah. can see how fourteen days this movie could be made. Like it's believable. Imagine if you're I think you're right. Days. The long takes kind of long sways takes, me over. Yeah, monologues, just like, camera holds. It'd be a nightmare on set, just being like he would have no. He's like, I have fourteen days, motherfucker. Yeah. I've got two hundred thousand dollars in fourteen days. There's no time to have fun. There's no time to eat. There's no time to talk. There's no time to eat. Like literally, like they just mm. wouldn't have lunch. He would have had. He, he must be a really strict director if he got this done in fourteen days. No, I don't think you have to be. I think I think it's just really, really efficient filming, and it's not a long film. It's what like ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. wrangling a crew of people to be as efficient as you are. I think that's I can barely do it with you fucking people. Like, making movies with you uh, excuse you. No, excuse you. Man. I think it's it's an interesting... it's a tremendous feat. Yeah, it's still a tremendous yeah, feat, but it's definitely doable. I think with given this, yeah. Out there though, because now if a producer comes up to him, he's like, "So you can shoot it in fourteen days?" It's like he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was one time." <laughs> yeah, give me, give me more time. Different films, different circumstances. This, this, this film sure. does a really good job though of of making you laugh, but also being like, "Oh, I should, I should feel I bad." Be for laughing like, at that as well. Yeah, like a case of like, "Ooh, like yeah. guys, life genuinely sucks." Oh no, he just lost his daughter. I should not be laughing. Oh, the, like yeah. even just the bit where it's like he's lost his job and he's just yeah. getting going back and forth and just like ranting and stuff, but then apologizing and but then saying fuck you too. Yeah. Like just brilliant. I can relate to that. We've all had <laughs> I that. I love moment. you, but fuck you. Yeah. But all right. yeah. well, I'm happy going to highlight scenes if you are. Yeah. Guys, cool. That's right. pretty much my heart scene that we just talked about. That the queen, police scene. That police scene is just so funny. 
That's like, a great scene. Great scene. What about you, Jack? Uh, when he slaps his dead wife. <laughs> That was just such like a moment where like this scene needs something to really stand out, and then that happened like whoa, you get you just took it to the next level. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought to write that in the script, but he was like, we're going for it. They really went for it, is what I'm saying. Absolutely, I know what you're saying, Jack. Catchphrase. Um, I think I think I love the courtroom scene. Yeah, before before the laptop comes and it's revealed that the video is still out there from that's dancing. That's really emotional. That's not even. Yeah, I know. I just like I like this yeah. way that scene was done. And another one, I I don't know if I would call this my highlight scene because it's such a non scene in a way. But I don't know. I don't know why this really caught me off guard. But at, towards the start, so it's after those first two like mm-hmm. long takes, and he's gone home from you know being told to go and leave essentially. And there's a little there's a little montage of like him on the phone, then prepping the bedroom for his daughter who's coming like, and then just a bit of a little montage scene yeah. with the music i don't know why but i really really like that scene that's something like it's a it's not a very uniquely done montage it feels very montagey but i just i was like i just really love the pace the slap game and the good. movement of the it the slap game like oh this yep this when he's with his daughter that's really that's good. actually really great as well that's a really great scene but yeah i mean it's a, it's a really good film and it's a really nice to talk about a film that like was such an experience for the people working on it and something that's a little bit closer to home yeah. relative to us. Still Absolutely. a long way off, but way more in the ballpark than things like Captain Marvel and... Mm. and what, you, ex- Captain Marvel wasn't close to home for you? No. You can relate to Captain Marvel? <laughs> Sorry, I need to speak to the manager. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, Thunder Road is... Uh... I guess, how would you find this now? I do not believe Luna is screening it anymore, so I guess hopefully it comes out on Blu-ray soon. Yeah, we're hoping. Put it on iTunes, but he kept he kept saying in all his interviews he's putting it on iTunes. Okay. And then a week ago they said they're just, they're getting rid of iTunes. Oh, that's right, they so are too. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm it'll sure. Be it'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. So. On YouTube. It's still running around in indie cinemas. Indian cinemas, guys, you heard it here first. <laughs> um. Cool. If you look for it, you should be able to find it. Thunder Road. Well, new in cinemas this week in Australia, mm. we've got also the film that we're watching next week on the show. Oh what are we watching, God. Jake? What are we watching? We're watching the fame, the fortune of Toy Story 4. Ooh, forever after. Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and the rest of the gang embark on a road trip with Bonnie and a new toy named Forky. The adventurous journey turns into an unexpected reunion as Woody's slight detour leads him to his long-lost friend, Bo Peep. As Woody and Bo discuss the old days, they soon start to realise that they're worlds apart when it comes to what they want from life as a toy. Oh, interesting. There we go. This film has a 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. Get the fuck out. No, so uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> so it looks like um I like how they're long lost friends. They were clearly in a relationship. Yeah, he got friend zoned by Bo Peep. I no, just... she was flirty, mate. Mate, they were they kissed. They kissed at the end of the first one. Oh, they do too. Like like it just annoys me that they've like kind of retconned this. And she's a strong I don't independent think ha- woman. Well, we gotta see. We gotta watch the movie okay. and find if they've actually. Nah, let's be this. pissed off about it before instead. <laughs> let's have a red before we watch it. Well. Thank they you ruined Toy Story. Thank you for joining us on the show, Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you. We'll have you back next week with Toy Story 4. This was the Cinema Sideshow podcast. I was Zeke. I was, uh, they're actually also releasing Child's Play next week. Uh, Jake, the Agrella? Oh, are they? Yeah. It's pretty hectic. Child's Play, Mark And The Hamill. Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah. And I was Jack. <laughs> and we'll catch you next week with Toy Story 4. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Peace out.